Where did you go to school? And who is your daddy? What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan-worshipping Freemason morons. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of here! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please go outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys. We just want to tell this, mate. Mate, because I want to do this, Well, I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the nether world of cults, crims, and con artists. And when we say welcome, we say welcome only to our patrons yes. who have paid us handsomely for this bonus episode. Or stole And the rest of you can get fucked. Absolutely, um, freeloaders. <laughs> and I am Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and today we are going to take a look at the anti-vax movement and how it is changing in form and nature and scope. Yeah, patrons, you may have been aware of a shocking revelation that <sighs> came about several weeks ago during an inquiry in the European Parliament when a Pfizer executive, Janine Small, conceded that Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccines did not have, uh, well, the development of the vaccine did not have time to test the vaccine for transmissibility. And this, of course, was latched onto by conservatives in the European Parliament, which is full of fucking wingnuts, by the way. Yeah, and I know. Totally and, full of lunatics. And the sort of right wing that all clung on every word absolutely despised the European Union. 100%. And, like, the thing also, just, you know, as a side note, do you need, like, 17 votes to get into that place? It just seems like any old fuckwit can just oh, walk it, up and it, join. The more extreme you are, the bigger chance. I mean, we've had people from Golden Dawn, all sorts of fascist organisations around Europe of getting up, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fucking cool. It's a funny old show. So, yeah, so basically anti-vaxxers have been posting this to absolutely no end alongside requests for apologies. Yeah, which- I, 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 had someone, uh, I had someone hit me up on Twitter saying, I demand that you apologise. What's that? What? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm sorry and, that and you're an idiot. that's a big get fucked from me. Yeah, um, exactly. But, this, yeah, look... It is all like incredibly dishonest by its nature because it's just all completely deceptive. It's just complete spin. But mm. mainstream media, surprisingly, and some commentators, you sort of the usual suspects, but sort of like yeah. veering into some unusual suspects, yeah. have actually picked up on this as some sort of shocking revelation. Shocking they're saying straight revelation. Face. It's crazy mm. how they're like they're like, no, this is totally like this is totally legit. And you're like. Are you stupid or are you lying? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it, it really is. We'll sort of touch on this. It was later. They're starting to rewrite history that's actually too recent. <laughs> we go, hang on, that didn't happen. Yeah, revisionist you know? history is usually decades in the making, I, I, maybe I, hundreds I, of years. I know the pandemic screwed with their memories to a degree, but you go, wait a minute. Hang on. That didn't happen. Yeah, so, look, it made us think that uh, the anti-vax movement is starting to go mainstream, you know. Mm -hmm. Their numbers have grown in the pandemic and with them the attempt to either corral them into existing political movements or latch onto them as a potential audience by media. Yeah. They're also big enough, you know, to draw the attention of uh, of a media who are always keen for ratings. Yeah, well, they don't really mind how they get them. Yeah, uh, and we'll get to the nonsense that Pfizer had lied and governments in turn had lied. Also, uh, we'll get to that shortly. But first, let us ponder how the anti-vax movement is going in Florida under Governor Ron DeSantis. 
He's such a piece of shit. In September last year, I feel quite quietly because I thought I would have noticed this. DeSantis appointed Dr. Joseph Ladapo to be the Sunshine State Surgeon General. You know, uh, injecting oranges with something. I don't know. They make they do, they have oranges there, don't they? <laughs> it's, it's, it is sometimes called the orange state, I think. Yeah. yeah. Ladapo has a background in public health and wrote some you know, op eds for the Wall Street Journal decrying lockdowns. So he's got a bit of anti vax cred there. But he also has a history of advocating for hydroxychloroquine, you know, the old horse paste, you know, sheep dredge, yeah. and well, uh, ivermectin. <laughs> For, um, yeah. for tra- no, no, horse paste is hydroxychloroquine. Ivermectin is sheep drenched. But, of course, this is for the treatment of COVID-19 and a successful treatment, of course. Yeah, and, of course, all of this stuff has been completely repudiated in completely. clinical studies. Um, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, the Nigerian-born doctor who came to the US at the age of five is also opposed to gender-affirming care and counselling for transgender and non-binary minors. Of course Another is. conservative trope from way back. So... So Ronnie DeSantis is going, he's a man after my own heart. This guy's great. This guy. I like this guy. He'll say this in public with a straight face? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Most recently, the DAPO has issued a strong recommendation that 18 to 34-year-old men, men only, should not, not men. receive Just an men. mRNA vaccine for COVID. Yeah, because chicks are weak. <laughs> weak like, um, what, what does the rhyme go? I don't remember. Um, I've, it's so so long since I'm in five. He cited a paper that concluded a heightened risk of heart disease and in an interview on Fox News, he claimed it raised the rate by 84%, but the scientific paper, if it can even be called that, showed no such result. In, in fact, the paper cannot be peer-reviewed because it has no authorship. Yeah. You know, the published document was done anonymously. Bad sign. It, re- it reviews just 20 deaths with uh, cause of death established by death certificate. Which sounds kind of official and kind of fine, but it's actually a poor man's way of establishing a cause of death. It's yeah. a little bit of a sort of offhand sort of thing. For example, like QE2, whose death certificate says she died of old age. I mean, old age isn't a disease. She died I mean, of old age? What? She didn't yeah. die anyway. She was taken by the That's... alien reptile ship and reappropriated to another planet, obviously. <laughs> but like, she... yeah. You know, that's what it says on the desk. See how wrong it is? Yeah. When so you get the taken away by aliens, they she say died old age. Of old age, which is not which is not true. I mean, it's not it's not a disease. And they don't want to admit that she might have had a heart attack or she might have I mean, it's just one of those I wonder if any vaccines formal formalities. It would have been a vaccine conspiracy theory, I'm sure. But like you know, she had a heart attack because of the jab. Because everyone died because of the she fucking said jab. The jab and everyone. Died. Yeah, death certificates aren't reliable data sources because a doctor might list the cause of death, not just for, for monarchs, um, but for, for regular folk as a heart attack or heart condition when a disease like, say, pneumonia might have brought about organ failure, which led to the heart stopping. You know, it's like saying this man died because his heart stopped. Yes. But there are other causes. There are obviously other causes that led to that stopping. And, of course, this guy clutching this bullshit report didn't bother to test the evidence by using, say, like maybe the vast health resources at his disposal within the state of Florida. Maybe get an intern to do something. He has access to all of the data in Florida on COVID and and, and before that, you know. And people to tell it to him in really simple terms. They could Mm. write it in crayon. They could tell it to him in a sonnet. Like it really, like, yeah. It's insane. We'll, we'll post a copy of of the of the report on the, on the um, on, on their Facebook site, and there are just a lot of there are a lot of uh, big big red lights all over it. Yeah, um, uh, there, there's just so much that's wrong with it. They ignored 
by the way, when they looked at these 20 deaths, they, they ignored those who had died of COVID, which you would have thought probably should have a look at them. That makes no anyway, sense at all. Anyway, and, and look, this has become, uh, uh, this has led to a fair amount of criticism of LADAPO, including within Florida, where, where the University of South Florida epidemiologist, Dr. Jason Salimi, criticised the state health department's report for not comparing the risks of vaccination to its benefits. Uh-huh. Hmm, that's important. Uh-huh. He also noted that department staff could have analysed the man's medical records to see if the cause of death listed there lined up with the death certificates in the state's report. Yep. We actually don't know whether these de- whether these 20-odd deaths uh, were actually recorded in Florida. So we, that, yep. that's how little we know about the data. Yeah. Anyway, Salemi said, considering the relatively small sample size, around 20, even a modest amount of misclassification of the cause of death could have meaningful implications for the study's findings, he said. Mm-hmm. Salemi noted that more than 940 COVID deaths among men under 40 were logged during the time frame the health department said it examined, which is between December 15, 2020, to June 1 of 2022. That's an important figure, Joe. 940 deaths of men under 40. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we can expect over the next couple of years, somewhere around that figure. And those, and those people, for the most part, won't be vaccinated. It's no. not a ban, right? So it's not an outright ban where you just can't get it. How yeah. old are you? Sorry. Um, but you would actually have to get it and pay for it yourself. So oh. obviously there's a fair amount of restraint so you've got to pay oh, for it. Yeah, you would have to pay for it. It wouldn't be provided. Because it's not advised. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so let me goes on to say, knowing the quality of work that has come from epidemiologists and other scientists at the state's Department of Health, I would have fully expected these other issues to be addressed in their, in their analyses. Were these assessments really not done or were they for <laughs> some reason just not provided with what was shared publicly? Good questions. Very good questions. I love that disbelief sort of mm, thing. It's great. Don't, yeah. I'm uh, a bit sceptical. Like the anti-vaxxer approach to deaths has become so fucking jaded and sociopathic that when you say here that 940 COVID deaths among men under 40 were logged, they'd be like, 940? Like in a, in a big country. So mm. like they just like that. Because like- Anyway, just to follow up on that, this, this came from the Palm Beach Post on October 12 this year. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So Ladapo tried defending his advice on Monday. He, he wrote this on Twitter. Is it really that hard to imagine that mRNA COVID-19 vaccines that increase myocarditis in young men by 10, 20, or 30 times also increase the risk of cardiac death in that age group, which I love because it's like 10, 20, 30. I don't know. It's a bunch. <laughs> 10, 20, 30. You it's just a bunch. imagine it. You just have to imagine it, and yeah. it's real. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it goes on to say... The article goes on to say, not him. The analysis he cited did not mention myocarditis, known also as heart inflammation, as people have talked about incessantly over the last while. You're talking about something that's really, really rare, uh, which was quoted by from Yeah, that's from Salemi again. That's a misspelling. Ah, because it says salmon. I thought I was, fuck, oh, who's this? Yeah. Um, Out of all age and gender groups, boys aged 12 to 17 may be most likely to develop heart inflammation post-vaccine, according to a December study by a team of scientists led by Dr. Anders Husby of Staten Serum Institute in Denmark. I said that without making a mistake. Well done. I'm proud. The rate was low, between 1 in 2,500 boys to 1 in 10,000, which is what the researchers found. So, like, I mean, like, myocarditis in situations like that, sometimes you don't even fucking notice it. 
Yeah, but happens. but the Unless other thing is the other thing is that this that, that, that this so called report this 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 so called study that that Ladapo focuses on shows no sign of myocarditis. Yeah, so, so there's actually no cause or causation link, but he's still babbling about myocarditis. It's insane. The guy's a fucking mm. idiot. Yeah, so it goes on is. to say the article: federal health officials have also blasted Ladapo's recommendation. This is a quote. The decision is flawed and a far cry from the science. COVID-19 vaccines have been proven safe and effective and severe adverse reactions are rare, which comes from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services spokeswoman Sarah Lovenheim. And then goes on to say, vaccines were evaluated in tens of thousands of participants in clinical trials and since then, tens of millions of Americans, yes, have received COVID-19 vaccines. Just reading it is funny because you're like, so many people have fucking got it. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, we'll go through some stats on Florida shortly, yeah. Oof, I bet. So about 14.6 of Florid- Floridian, see, I knew I'd fuck up, men younger <laughs> than 50 have gotten at least one booster shot, the 17th lowest of all states, and that's yeah. what, three shots, right?